This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quick Report. I mean, the Quack Report. Sorry, the what report? Just... <laughs> the Quick just... Report. Yeah, this is, this is going to be yeah. quick, people. All right, let's get this going. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, Jonathan Quick's just living rent-free in my head these days. So, Yeah, you it's... know what? That's fair, though. Like, we'll, we'll get into it, but like, holy shit, what a performance, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just saw that the name of the episode you chose was got to be quick. And I was like, that, that is the worst <laughs> joke ever. So I have to make it. <laughs> oh, so that was on purpose, actually. You, you it played was, it yeah. off very well. I actually, I genuinely thought you just messed up. Oh, thanks. I've actually I'm, been taking. I'm proud, of, I'm proud of your acting ability. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I've been taking some classes actually at the, the college here just on, at, uh, at the on Sunday club? evenings. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously it's been paying off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I haven't been. I, that, that's just the one. <laughs> the one time I fooled someone with my acting. <laughs> oh, well, it was very well done. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Nate, how, oh, how are you? Like, I, I, I got to respect the, the shirt that you are wearing. It's a nice local oh, brand you. from our hometown. But like, yeah. what's Shout up? You're not wearing our merch? Nice well, I got our merch. I got, I got my hat on. So, yeah, well, you could have. But both. I also, but I also figured that you were going to be wearing your merch today because the last oh, yeah. episode, I don't think you, you, you didn't have any on because it was in the wash. I think because I had just given it to yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, okay, I figured he's going to wear a shirt, so I'll wear my, I'll just wear my hat today. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, and of course, yeah, I wanted to rep the guys at Boys on Third, their local uh, brand from our hometown, Medicine Hat. So shout out to those guys. So they make some, yeah. they make some good stuff. I love, I love their shirts. They're great. Yeah. Well, how has uh first half of your week? Well, no. When did we do an ep- We didn't do an episode Sunday. So I guess it's been like a week since we've Yeah, done it has been a week. Anything. Yeah. How was your Easter? It was good. Yeah. Got to nice. got to go back home for uh a couple days, I guess. Um Yeah, got to see some family and whatnot and uh yeah, my aunt's Easter supper always good. Very good. You you're a hammer a turkey family. So now she goes all out. She does both. Nice. The ham yeah. and the turkey. So, but it was funny. Cause like, like it's like, 
like any like holiday meal, right? There's always so much food that you're like trying to, you know, have a little bit of everything and whatnot. Yeah. And I was trying my best to do that. And straight up, like it got to the point I realized I forgot the ham. So the ham just like laid on top of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll make this work. Nice. So, but uh, yeah, no, the food was all good and everything like that. I had a lot of, a lot more turkey, I would say, than ham. If I if I had to pick, I'd go turkey. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, so got to hang out with yeah, like family, cousins, and whatnot, and um, yeah. And then the next day, just hung out with my with my parents for a bit before I had to come back here because uh, unfortunately, still got homework going on and that sort of yeah. thing. So, but before I left, I made sure to uh, so I've been wanting to learn for a while. I I had my dad teach me how to. Uh, cut some cut some meat so we did we took a beef tenderloin and mm. just chopped that thing up into steaks like he showed me how to take off the chain and everything like that it was a lot of fun so and then nice um yeah so he taught me and then i went and picked one up myself after they also gave us a bunch of steaks as well so like i am loaded on steak right now which i am so happy for nice uh but There's yeah barbecue up, season now so yeah exactly that's, that's perfect yeah, once it stops fucking snowing here. Because um, yeah. <laughs> it still is in April. It, yeah, it should be barbecue season, yeah. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so then I like I got my own one and I did it all up myself, sent my dad a picture after. I'm like, hey, how's it look like I did? And he was like, it looked pretty good. So, woo, look at me go. Um, and now I have a uh, pork tenderloin waiting in the fridge for me to cut too. So Nice. Because we finally went on like a Costco run. That's where we normally get our meats and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, now that I know, like, the general idea, like, how to cut and that kind of thing, I'm like, we can just do this. It'll be cheaper, but we'll get way more. So, yeah. yeah so, I, no, got, I got a tenderloin now to cut in the in the fridge. So, yeah. Over, over Easter, I learned how to cut some meat and uh, had some had some good food. So, yeah, it was good. So, what about you? Yeah. I, I was just here. My girlfriend uh, had to work for the weekend, and I had a bunch of homework and stuff to do. So, uh, her yeah. family came on Saturday, and we went um, – uh, she had Saturday off, so we had a, a brunch that day and then went to go see the new Fantastic Beasts movie. I know you don't really watch that series, mm-hmm. but it's, I it's straight up thought good, you were about so. to say Fantastic Four. And I was gonna be like, What? <laughs> 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 like, was that like, was that like the old one of the movie mill or what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, the new yeah, one Fantastic that came out like four yeah. years ago, five years ago. Yeah, I don't exactly. even know what it was, but <laughs> Fan, Fan Four Stick in 2015. Yeah, was it 2015? Oh man, it was. <laughs> So dang, I still haven't yeah. seen it. It's it's one of those Dude, movies that I need fun. to just I want to watch a shitty movie. Like you know, sometimes you're just in the mood for like something yeah. you can throw on. I'm saving it for one of those days, but I haven't had one. Yeah, that's like, fair. Let's throw a shitty movie on. Kind yeah, of that was one of the so. that was one of the movies. Honestly, and sorry not to like cut off what you oh, did on the weekend, but just that was one of the movies that like I went to see went to see it purely to see if like the reviews were right about it. Yeah, right? I was like, I've heard so much garbage actually about this movie that like I want to see how it how how it actually is because it looked good. Mm-hmm. Watch the first, and honestly, like I watched the first like half of it like, in the theaters, and I'm like, this is really good actually so far. What's everyone talking about? But there's a it, it's not spoiler, I guess. I, I, there's I've, a heard, type. I've heard this before oh, okay. from other people, so it's it's yeah. It's, but yeah, there's <laughs> plus a, there's it's a like time what, seven jump. years old. If you haven't seen yeah, it by enough. then and you care about spoilers, like <laughs> oh, I, I meant more for you, but yeah. but yeah. So there's like a time jump in it. And that's when everything goes sideways. Like, and it's just like, okay, yeah, now this movie is shit. <laughs> no, no, it makes sense. I, I'm in the same boat with Morbius. Like, it, it looks okay. And like, I'm still probably going to watch it, but it's, 
I, I want to see it because I want to know how yeah. bad it is. We right? don't even have to watch it though because the director spoiled everything like two weeks before. Oh, <laughs> see, this is why I don't follow any of the the, the pre-show stuff, but. Um, well, and it wasn't even like stuff I saw at first. It was just like people saying, yeah, the director's just got out and spoiled everything. And it honestly wasn't a movie that I was super excited for anyway, to be yeah. honest with you. And so I took a look and I'm like, oh, yeah, he spoiled like everything. And like it was like a week before the movie came out, like the post credits was like just out. Like you could just go watch it. And it was just <laughs> such a shit show that I'm just like, I don't need to pay any money to go see this movie whatsoever. I'll just wait until it's released on some other platform and i can just download it that way so it's, i'm like yeah. i'm not getting a dime to sony for a shitty movie that nobody asked for so yeah also speaking <laughs> oh, sorry of, so you saw fantastic beasts oh yeah yeah um yeah that was on saturday and then um my mom came on sunday and hung out went for lunch um nice. my dad had to work so yeah it was it was what pretty the hell chill. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that, that's really about it so nice yeah um and, and speaking of movies as well um the the batman if you're in canada is out on crave now to stream and yeah. uh hbo max if you're in the states so if you haven't seen it yet you can watch that movie because it's really good i would definitely recommend it i'm sure you would as well yes um, absolutely 100 yeah just based off of the conversations we've had about it um yeah. and then if you go back uh, it was like an episode two three weeks ago we did like a spoiler um, in-depth kind of review of the movie and uh, yeah so you can go check that out afterwards as well so yeah we got a couple comments coming through here uh, we got Marcus saying happy 420 boys happy 420 to you as well if that is yeah. something you participated <laughs> uh, we got Ali chiming in quack quack what's up nice shirt and hat so because yeah you got the shirt on I got the hat on so thank you yeah. very much um, yeah, and I, I did see that a couple people were starting to get their merch actually, which is awesome. Again, oh, that's again good, if you've yeah. ordered from us, thank you very much for for doing that. And uh, if you haven't yet, obviously everything is still uh, available. I should actually probably pull up that uh, that banner. Yeah, right there, tqrshop.myspreadshop.com. Uh, but yeah, people are starting to get their stuff, and it's it's cool to see the the posts or that about it. So, mm-hmm. um, and because sure. uh, there's like the, some of the stuff that because I like I've. Like with the website that we use, I can see what everyone's ordered. And there's some things where I'm like, oh, I really want to see this actually. Cause like we haven't seen everything in person yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I want to see like how this turned out and whatnot. So it's, it's been fun so far. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we got some new lines out as well. Well, one new line, the skill ended up, skill ended yeah. up line. I know that that's, uh, which I love that we, already, yeah, so. we, we had orders on that like the first day and I was like, yes. It's perfect, was so yeah. worth putting off homework to do that design up quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's always worth it. Yeah. <laughs> always. Yep. <yeah. laughs> uh, well, we, uh, we, we do have a game that we want to talk about this game against the Kings, um, which will also kind of be a preview for Saturday. Someone we play them again. Yes. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to get into this game or is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we uh, dive into the I don't think stuff? I had here? anything else. Okay. Yeah, there's no well, other news of that for us, and yeah, yeah, no, I think we're good. Cool. <laughs> I had to well, think about that for a second. <laughs> Let's do it. So two one loss to the Kings on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, like we kind of hinted at off the top, like this was a stellar performance by Jonathan Quick. Like that was pretty purely much- 
it. Like, if you're yeah. going to take away anything from this game, it was Jonathan Quick. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember at the beginning of the season, everyone was like, oh, this is um, Cal Peterson's season to, to mm-hmm. really shine. Like, he's he's going to be the future, and, like, Jonathan Quick is just going to kind of be in a mentorship role there. No, <laughs> not, <laughs> yet, not even close. <laughs> Jonathan Quick John- could have been an Olympic candidate. For, like, he could have been, like, the third goalie on the Olympic team. Or maybe Honestly. the second. I don't know, because yeah. he wouldn't be better than John Gibson, obviously. But like no. he was, he's had a phenomenal season. He is not going away. I am just trying to pull up his like season stats because I actually haven't taken a look at those to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, well, like with with the two teams I follow being in the Pacific Division as well. Like this was the seventh time I've seen Jonathan Quick this season, and like every single game, like between the Oilers and uh, the Ducks, mm-hmm. like it, it's just been. Like he's he's kind of stolen the show. Like I'm just like, wow, Jonathan Quick is making some amazing saves. Like he is the reason that the Kings are third in the division this season. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and like, especially could potentially so hold many... it. Un- yeah. yeah, I was like, like, could through... potentially hold yeah. it unless uh, Vancouver says otherwise. I know if Marcus is still here, he's going to be upset about this. Not worried about Vegas, honestly. I think yeah, New I Jersey <laughs> just handled Vegas, which. Wow, <laughs> but um, yeah, really, I think it's between Vancouver and LA at this point. Obviously, Vegas is still in there. I just don't think it's happening. Yeah, um, like they have this exact same record or same points and same amount of games yeah. remaining as Vancouver. So, um, which will change tonight. I think they're yeah, they just started against the Capitals. Um, yes, and I don't. Yeah, I, I think as far as I know, it's still scoreless. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so here's some numbers for you here. So you look at the kind of the the bare bones ones, like the traditional goalie stats, right? They're they're, they're meh. They're average. Maybe just a little bit above or a little bit under. Uh, he's got a two six three goals against and a nine oh nine save percentage. Yep. Two shutouts in forty three games. Okay. Pretty solid. Yeah. But you know the one stat I love that I feel like gives a little bit more of an idea of what's going on is the goals save above expected. Mm-hmm. 15.6 oh boy <laughs> that's a positive 15.6 <laughs> yeah no that's that's impressive that's very yeah. very impressive and to compare like this isn't trying to put down Cal Pet- uh, Peterson or anything like that he hasn't had as great of a season though by any means um, he's got I'm just pulling up his other stats here uh, he's got a 2.9 goals against and an 8.95 save percentage. Three shutouts in that span, though, okay. uh, in 36 games. But he's got a negative 8.7 goal save above expected. So mm. it's not as great a year for Cal Peterson. And if you're the LA Kings, you're going, thank hell for Jonathan Quick, actually. Or they would be nowhere near where they are, I don't think. Oh, yeah, especially given all the injuries they've had. Like, Doughty's been yeah. out for a while and will be out for the rest of the season. Like, And, then and just playoffs, tons and tons yeah. of other guys. Um, yeah, playoffs. Sorry, that's what I meant. But, yeah, like, there's, there's no reason they should be in the place they are except for because of Jonathan Quick. Yeah, 100%. Like, I... I... I, I did say at the start of the season that I was like, oh, like LA is going to be kind of a sleeper pick here and that sort of thing, right? But I thought mm-hmm. like, I, I don't even remember where exactly I placed them. We'll have to, that'll be that'll be fun to take a look at in about a week and a half, I guess, is when the regular season ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be fun to look back and see which like, which ones we got kind of right, which ones we got really wrong or that kind of thing. And um, 
but I've, yeah, I think I had him like just making or just on the outside kind of thing. So I'm like, I was like, this this team is going to improve, but um, was not expecting them to have like a decent hold actually on that position uh, coming into like the final two weeks of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, mind you, it is still in jeopardy. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, yeah. Th- there's a chance, but it's a little bit harder, I think, uh, for them to lose it rather than keep it. So, yeah. Because they got a pretty good schedule coming up here. Uh, well, yeah, they, well. They, they played us twice. So, <laughs> or they will yeah. have played us twice by the end of the weekend. So, yeah. LA also that has. That definitely helps. Yeah. So, LA has four games left. They play Chicago, us. Seattle, Vancouver. That's how they end their season. Oh. That oh, actually, <laughs> that Thursday game. That, that game against Vancouver is going to be huge, but that could decide actually, depending on how Vancouver's doing as well. Yeah, that, I that mean, game could decide actually who goes to the playoffs. Holy crap! Yeah, I mean, like they have four four games left, right? I think two yeah. of those games are pretty much a guaranteed win. Like wh- whether yeah. you want to say it's us, Chicago, or Seattle. You're you're getting two out of three of those, yeah. I th- I think they they should anyways. If not, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. But, no, and, um, and and honestly, like I feel like the Kings are kind of in the same position that we were talking about. Of like, hey, if we make the playoffs, that's great. We'll get some experience or whatnot. But we're not thinking we're going to be making like any massive noise or anything like that. The no. uh the the LA Kings are currently matched up against the Edmonton Oilers for the first round. So, which you know me, I'm not a big Oilers fan, obviously. But uh, <laughs> that, that, that looks a little lopsided to me for a, for a first round matchup of a two and three spot. So, yeah, I'd say so. Dude, the Pacific Division is awful this year. <laughs> like, it really is. <laughs> like, like you take LA, not- you, you take LA or Vegas or Vancouver, like the three, four, and five in the Pacific Division, and you put them in the East somewhere, and they're like not even nope. close to a wild nope. card. Not even, <laughs> not even close. Like even Edmonton would be in a wild, like the second wild card spot in the East, and they're second in the Pacific. So like mm-hmm. the Pacific Division is just bonkers in in a bad way, you know. But it's also made it competitive this year, which is kind of nice. Because yeah, realistically, right? Like we talked about it before. Take a look at the East. They've known that they're making the playoffs since November, right? It's just oh, okay, mm-hmm. we're playing for placement. We have teams right now though that are making that playoff push, that legitimate playoff push to try to get in. So it makes for entertaining yeah. hockey. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not yeah. not totally complaining about it, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to loop back around quickly, uh, no pun intended, to Jonathan Quick. Um, yeah, a 2.13 goal save above expected in this game alone. Dang, um, yeah. He had 29 saves on saves. 30 shots, a 967 save percentage. Um, however, I'm going to say this now. Because the numbers add up to it as well, and we saw it. And obviously, like there's a reason we're talking about Jonathan Quick so much, is because there was a lot of play in the LA end, right? Mm-hmm. Anaheim dominated this game. Uh, Money Pucks, uh, like Thousand Sims, like the uh, deserve to win meter, had the Ducks winning this game actually 74.2% of the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, the Ducks did badly outplay them, actually. But yeah. it's honestly purely because of Jonathan Quick. That the LA Kings came out with a win there. And a little help, maybe. Now, this is something I wanted to talk to you about, actually. Okay. And I'm gonna screw over our if we're our monetization or whatever. Because yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the clip because I want to break this down. And I, I did pull out the NHL rule book because I was confused as hell about the goaltender interference call that was called 
was challenged and then was reversed. That yeah. gave LA the two one lead. Yeah, I, I've been trying to wrap my head around that all all day, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and before I do that though, um, because what's a quack report episode without talking about some stupid Dallas Eakin shit? Um <laughs> Eakins had this to say just about the game and so yeah, he's he said uh in this uh Quick blurb here that's on the Anaheim Ducks website. When I think of the Kings-Ducks rivalry, I think of Gibson and Quick. I thought they were both going at it. It was very reminiscent of battles of the past. I thought Quick was very good, and Gibby was right there matching him. Dallas, what fucking game are you watching? Because, yes, don't get me wrong. John Gibson, he did great. They, like Taking a look at his numbers uh, as well, Right, he had like a nine twenty something save percentage. Like he, he still played great. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he didn't. Um, had a negative point four one goal save above expected. So it, he's right there. Right, he's he's right where he should have been for that game. Yeah. But you see the like you see the visual play of Jonathan Quick in that game along with the stats. Come on, Dallas. Quick was not very good, and Gibson keeping up with him. It was Gibson. It was Gibson kept up with everybody else, and Jonathan Quick was just like, "See you guys later." <laughs> <laughs> like Usain so. Bolt, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, pretty like, much. He, if he's Dallas looking Eakins, backwards and smiling at everybody, like, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna fucking beat you tonight. Yeah, like he only says me. here too. Uh, Quick was on a whole other level. Yeah, exactly. absolutely, he was. But like, if you're yeah. Dallas Eakins, what are you gonna say? Oh, like Jonathan Quick was way better than our goalie. Like, I wish we had you him can't instead. Say that, like, fucking, you can show some no. actual respect to your opponents. I, I think <laughs> I him saying like that the they were don't like each other. I get that, but yeah. when respect is due fucking give the respect honestly no, i think he did like he doesn't have to say anything about jonathan quick oh no so. but i mean okay okay the, the comparison though was uh, that's a little biased it doesn't make sense and but this if is you're coming John from a like, broadcast here like <laughs> yeah no i i don't know i i i don't think i would like like as a as a ducks fan i don't think i would like it if dallas eakin said oh jonathan quick was amazing and our goalie was just okay because okay, that's, now that's not what I'm asking for. That's not what I'm asking or like thinking of or in this case. I would just say, like, just take the first part of what you said. Jonathan Quick played amazing. Done. That's all you got to do. You didn't have to say that Gibson played to the same level because he played, again, he played great. I have no complaints about his, about his play. But he wasn't the same level for that game. Well, no, but I don't know. I John think Gibson, John Gibson was Dallas Eakins still has to, which is still good, which is yeah. still good. But Jonathan Quick somehow figured out how to go back in time. He talked to Tony Starker or whatever, and they figured out the time travel bullshit. And he went back to 2012 for a moment, yeah, <laughs> for a game. So with, I mean, it makes sense. Playoffs are potentially on the line here, so Jonathan Quick's going to have a coming out party here. But mm-hmm. yeah, I. Uh, uh, Ali obviously agrees with you here. He could yeah. compliment quick and there doesn't have to bring up Gibson at all. I disagree with that though, because how do I want to phrase this? Okay, you can have uh, without, it be two separate subjects. You can have it yeah, be two okay. separate subjects, but to compare Gibson in that game to Quick it doesn't feel honestly very fair to what Jonathan Quick did in that game. This is sounding hugely like an LA podcast right now. <laughs> I get that, but as a fellow goaltender, I'm like, yeah, that was a so- like that was an amazing game. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. making a lot out of nothing. I get that. But I was just like, I read that quote and I was just like, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. You <laughs> what, think what you're going to make a lot of You think you're going to make a lot out of nothing here? Wait for this. Okay. All right. So 
it's no secret that John Gibson probably wanted out of Anaheim at the end of last season, right? Yep. Like that that was talked about all over the place. You could see it in his body language. He did not want to come back, but yep. somebody somewhere convinced him like this team is going to rebuild. We need you. This is our plan for this next year. And this is where we expect to be. So if you stick around to be part of this, then we could potentially have a chance. We're having the exact same and conversation. Bob Murray resigned in November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're having the exact same conversation now, though, as we are, were like last year. Like John Gibson doesn't really look like he wants to be here. And it's like, okay, another year of Dallas Eakins, another year of, you know, waiting for the draft lottery to come around. And like next year is going to be another rebuild because we just shipped out four guys at the deadline. So yeah. now I think if you're Dallas Eakins, you have to give John Gibson a reason to be here. Like, and I don't think him saying, oh, Jonathan Quick was amazing. And I think our goalie played just as well. I, I don't think that's really it. But it's like all those little things that they're going to be saying over the next few games, praising John Gibson and how much he means to the team. That is what might make the difference that's between him staying in yeah. Anaheim and still him leaving. So I, I don't know. That, again, probably making something out of nothing here. But I think that that's, <laughs> it, it's got to be a factor. Like yeah. Dallas Eakins is a moron when it comes to coaching. But I feel like when it comes to people skills, <laughs> he's actually really smart. Yeah, from from what we've seen of like behind the scenes stuff, and that, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, if they're wanting to keep Gibson in town, though, uh, and if this is on Dallas Eakins to try to keep Gibson in town, you probably don't want to keep putting that kind of that kind of lineup in front of him. We talked about this in yeah, depth no. last week, and it still did not change whatsoever. And I saw even more talk about it on social media lately of just people being like, "What the hell." is going on here so like it's somehow actually gotten worse but so i mean if, if you're gonna con- like consistently put out a mediocre lineup in front of him like you, you i'll say the same thing i did last year or last week you can take that roster you just have to reorganize it to something that works right now the the structure just doesn't work yeah. um but you did hit on a good point though we got rid of four guys this year I think it was on the Jeff Merrick show. They were talking about, they, they did bring up John Gibson for a little bit. <clears throat> and that idea that he might go now, potentially, obviously he would have to be traded. It's not entirely up to him unless he were to straight up ask for a trade from Pat Verbeek. Yeah. The key guy that they brought up though, was Hampus Lindholm leaving. I believe is who they brought up. Yeah. See, that makes sense, but, and that would be okay. Like, it's maybe not to the same extent, but Gitzlaff hasn't been quite the same just as just as a whole. Mm-hmm. I feel like since Perry left, right? Yeah, it's it's that partnership that you develop, right? You're around mm-hmm. somebody for a long time, right? And like if you're, you know, like out on the town or that kind of thing, right? Like that's your best friend. On your mm-hmm. on your team, right? That, yeah. And that happens all the time, right? And there's there's multiple guys, so it sounds like it. I, I, I'm I'm really hoping it was. I'm remembering correctly that it was Lindholm. Um, but you know, I think so. I think now. they talked about it on yeah. Thirty Two Thoughts as well, just very briefly. Or maybe it was actually. just Thirty Two Thoughts. I, I forget. I I listened maybe, to yeah. like both like back to back pretty much. So it's like okay, which one was it actually? It, either way, it was Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman, and. But yeah, so it's like, okay, well, you shipped off my my best friend. Nothing's really happening here. You re-sign the guy that keeps throwing me in when I'm not ready or that kind of thing, right? Like, and yeah. and puts this team or like this structure in front of me. Like, 
I could go somewhere else and try to so, win a cup because remember, yeah. I haven't won a cup yet, right? I've, I've gotten so you, close, yeah. but those days are long gone right now. Are you saying John Gibson to Boston then? No, not to Boston because they're already stocked with Allmark and Swayman. Unless we get Allmark or Swayman back. Like, if you're Boston, Gibson is a, like, not, not to take anything away from Allmark and Swayman here, but Gibson is by far, like, way better than those guys. In my opinion. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, so, like, I'm trying to think of like just potential places. I mean, he's always been he's been tied for like the last year or so to Pittsburgh, but that's just because he's from there mainly. Yeah. They they yeah, were having gonna go and get a goaltender. They're wrong, gonna get flurry but, though. Yeah, and that was brought up too. And but as actually forget who it was. I believe it was uh CJ Woodling had brought up the idea of what about flurry here in Anaheim? Yeah, I could see that. And then yeah. Gibson in Minnesota or something. Um, now, okay, now that wasn't, I don't think the idea was if Gibson's gone. I think it was just Flurry oh, okay. in general. Interesting. So, yeah. I but, don't know. I think yeah. the two places that that most badly need a goaltender and are going to be cup contenders in the next few years and where John Gibson is going to get probably the majority of the starts are Toronto and Edmonton. Ever, like whenever goalies get brought up on the market, those are the first two places that get talked about. And now, maybe it's just because okay. we're up here in Canada, so there's a little <laughs> bit of Canadian bias. But, yeah. But regardless of where John Gibson wants to go, those are the two places that are linked to every goaltender. Okay. Now, out of those two places, Edmonton, I don't think is happening unless you get a massive overpayment because mm-hmm. it's a division rival. Yeah, exactly. That's a big deal. Toronto, Toronto is definitely the preferred place. Toronto and also just makes sense because they currently don't have uh, Jack Campbell signed for next season. Mm-hmm. And the other guy, Peter Morazic, I believe is has one more year, but let me double check that right now. Yeah, well, you do that. Uh, shout out to Ray Neal saying hey in the comments. Welcome to the stream. Um, and just while we'll circle back to the guys that we traded, um, Ali says it's crazy that the four guys we traded uh, got to make a play or get to make a playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that was probably kind Lindholm's of a condition. In Boston, of, Raquel's in Pittsburgh, uh, Delorier's in Minnesota, and who am I forgetting? Manson's in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it kind of makes sense because those are the teams that were looking to buy at the deadline because they knew they were going to be in the playoffs. But these are like guys that are, or teams that are projected to make like deep runs, right? It, well, maybe not Boston, but it's hard to count them out. So, yeah. Sorry. What the fuck was Kyle Dubas thinking? <laughs> what did he sign uh, Morazic to like five years? Three years. Okay. But this is the first year of it with a modified no trade clause what's, in all like, three what, years. What's the, term or like what's the the thing on that though uh 10 team no trade that's not bad. so 22 like, so 22 available teams but he's making yeah. 3.8 per year okay yeah i mean it's not the best deal but like <laughs> it, that was a free agent deal was it not yeah it was so like you you kind of have to overpay for a goalie to come to toronto i think <laughs> That one just kind of surprises me. But yeah, I mean, if Jack Campbell doesn't come back, even with Peter Mrazek there, it's 
because what Gibson's making four, five? He's making six point four. Six point four? Yeah. And he's in the third year of that deal. I, I had it pulled up here because I wanted to see what his no trade clause yeah, six, was. Yeah. It's a it's a modified no trade, so a ten team no trade list 10, yep. on that as well. Now, if you're the Leafs, unless you want to make some more moves and get Morazic out of there, yeah. Oh man, because what six point four and three point eight? I can't do math right now. Nine. That'd be like ten million dollars in goaltender and goaltenders. Yeah. And one is a guy that you know you could rely on. The other one's been hit or miss throughout this season with Toronto. And just, I mean, over his career, but. Mm-hmm. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of talk about goalies yeah. in the offseason because like. Oh, yeah. Like there, there's talk about um, Carey Price going cup hunting as well. So like we'll, we'll, we'll get into that another time because. Carey Price not in a now, Montreal but... Canadiens uniform would be so weird. Yeah, I know, right? But like, I, I just feel like there's going to be a whole another goalie carousel again, just like there was last year. I, I can just feel it. So coming. last year, I mean, last year just everybody carouseled. Yeah, but yeah, there, but there was one year. You're right that like just goalies swapped. Yeah, it might have been two years ago, but might have been. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, I, um, I can feel another one coming. So. <laughs> Yeah, there was a sorry, there was a comment here from Allie that I just wanted to bring up here. Also, back to the comments, Eakins is a moron. He called Zegris frail. So yeah, this was on the broadcast of uh, uh who are we just playing? Uh Columbus. And they they were talking about how they talked to Eakins, and Eakins was talking about Zegris. How he said he just looked tired frail and it hit a brick wall i missed that i didn't actually hear that are you frozen or are you just in shock i think he's frozen oh, oh there yeah i was back. frozen okay. for a second sorry yeah that's all good yeah no, where, I where'd, you, comments, where'd you lose so. me at where'd you lose me at or did you or what could you hear me the whole time no i couldn't um it was just like after you said uh Eakins's comments about zegras Oh, okay. So I, I, I was saying, I'm so glad that Duck's Twitter all came to the exact same conclusion of maybe you shouldn't put him with guys like uh, Mayhew and Grant who dragged down his production and he has to pick up the slack for, and maybe he would actually look all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, not going to lie, though, I didn't mind him with Mayhew. It's Oh, yeah, that Ross, looks better. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But like yeah. Terry Emilano, the TMZ line, it's been right there the entire time for you yeah so that's why like, like when you have that it doesn't make do sense it. yeah <laughs> it just it makes no sense right yeah yeah i mean like i keep saying though like this he, he's got his job secured for next season this season's yeah. obviously a write-off the lower you do the better chance you have of getting shane right on the roster next year so like who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> I, I'm all for bashing Dallas Eakins, like, sure. But, like, at, at the end of the day, I don't get, like, I, I really don't care anymore. It's, this team is oh. going to just be a disappointment for the next four games, and we have the offseason to look forward to. So, I, I, like, I get where you're coming from. Like, I did go back, actually, watch our episode. Like, I just listened to our conversation. 
I understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from. But this is a guy now who, yeah, he, he got his job for next year, but he's continuing the same stuff that we all thought he was going to lose his job for. Should have lost his job for, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so, uh, like, it's kind of scary, but... I, I'm, I'm terrified I'm that this to... is going to continue into next year. Yeah, I, I, I'm just telling myself that he wants Shane Wright, so he's trying to give this team the best odds. At he Shane wants Wright. Shane Wright so that he can play him for a minute in the first period and then decide, no, you know what? In the two, three shifts that you had, I don't like what I'm seeing. You get to sit for the rest of the game. Have fun, kid. And then I'm going to put you with some fourth liner. Yeah, I mean, probably. Great use but, of resources. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. We we still haven't even gotten into the goalie interference conversation. Um, okay, yeah. You want to get into that? <laughs> Uh yeah yeah I do <laughs> okay let me see if, uh, let me pull this up here and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it okay um there we go uh can I go like this oh yeah perfect okay so I'm gonna I I still have it at like point like this is how like much I was trying to watch this I was like watching it at like point two five speed today <laughs> uh I am gonna shut off the sound though here. So, yeah, Kings. I don't even remember who it is offhand. Comes down on the left side, Arvidsson. Thank you. So yeah, we'll just we'll just watch it here, right? Takes the shot, tries to go for the puck, runs into Gibson. Okay, now we're gonna get into the point two five here because this is where I was like, okay, what was going on? So I I did take a look at the NHL rule book as well, uh, which I think we've gone to this actually for goaltender interference specifically before. <laughs> Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> I think we have, actually. I forget what rule it was, but I was like, okay, we got to bring this up in the rule book and like, talk about like why this actually happened. So, rule 69, nice. Interference <laughs> on the goalkeeper. This rule is based on the premise that an attacking player's position, whether inside or outside the crease, should not, by itself, determine whether a goal should be allowed or disallowed. All right, fair. In other words, goals scored when atta- or while attacking players are standing in the crease may, in appropriate circumstances, be allowed. Goals should not or goals should be disallowed if one, an attacking player, either by his positioning or by contact, impairs the goalkeeper's ability to move freely within his crease or defend his goal, or two, an attacking player initiates inten- uh, intentional or deliberate contact with a goalkeeper inside or outside his goal crease. So part two, it it doesn't look like it's intentional or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, so I'd be looking at part one of that An attacking player, either by his positioning or by contact impairs the goalkeeper's ability to move freely within his crease or defend the goal. So he's not in the crease for this play. Yeah. But defend the goal is where that covers outside of the crease contact. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I had like a whole argument to this. I'm just trying to like, I'm reading through this and reminding myself here. So if we go back to this clip and we'll play it at a slower speed here. Uh, I just got to get back to it. Oh my goodness, I went so far back. You went way too far. (laughs) Way too far. Okay. Here we go. Should be good. So comes down, right? At the faceoff dot, takes his shot. Left pad saved by Gibson. Arvidsson goes and plays that puck, though, and doesn't divert his 
like his path, which causes him to run into Gibson's leg, right? Which, mm-hmm. yes, here, we'll, we'll rewind it a little bit again. Gibson already is in the act of falling over. Yes. So the actual falling over itself isn't because solely because of Arvidsson. However, if we watch here, right, he's falling back, but that also just, uh, Deneau already has the puck by the time that that contact is made, right? And Gibson's looking at it and trying to reposition himself mm-hmm. as best as he can sitting on his ass. And that causes, right? Like that's when the contact happens and that's what puts him out of position. I think that this should have been goaltender interference after watching it like the however many times I did earlier today. Mm-hmm. Incidental contact with a goalkeeper will be permitted and resulting goals allowed when such contact is initiated outside of the goal key or of the goal crease. Okay. Provided the attacking player has made a reasonable effort to avoid such contact. I'm gonna play this one more time in slow motion and I'll and just watch. It's the very last second that his feet turn. Otherwise, he is keeping that straight path. He's trying to play the puck. He's not worried about getting out of the way here. Right? So I'll play it one more time for you here. Right? Comes down. Shot there. Pad save. He goes to play the puck. He's not diverting whatsoever. I think that should have yeah. been a that should have stayed as no call. Because it got waved off right away, as you can see there in that clip. Mm -hmm. Waved off right away. And they even took a look at it and said, no, that that was no call. So by the NHL's definition, right, of, again, incidental contact with a goalkeeper will be permitted and resulting goals allowed when such contact is is initiated outside of the goal crease. So until there, yeah, this is fine. Provided the attacking player has made a reasonable effort to avoid such contact. I didn't see any effort there. No. To avoid the contact. Therefore, this should be no goal. So why is Toronto on the challenge then by LA saying that this should be fine? This should have been a two-minute delay of game penalty for the LA Kings and stayed as a 1-1 game. And I'm not trying to be biased with this here. Again, I've officiated different sports now for 10 years. I'm looking at this like removing myself from watching the ducks, right? I'm just, I'm watching this and this should not have been counted. I don't believe. Yeah. I, I don't have anything to um, add. Yeah. It's okay. I, so, I disagree. So you, sorry. You do, so, you do agree with me then? Okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I did want to get your opinion on it. I'm like, okay. Like yeah. just because it's, it's that part of it. That was the, the turning point on it. Right. Does he try to avoid or does he not? I didn't think he did. So I wanted to see if you thought he did or not. And like, uh, no, he doesn't. It's right. Yeah. So. It's not even that I thought it's, it's that he straight up doesn't. So that so. should be no goal. What the fuck is going on with the NHL? Yeah. Why can't we figure out what goaltender interference is? Why can't we follow what you have written down in the rule book? This is what gets people. And like, like myself, like any fan who's somewhat invested in the game. When you're not following your own rule book, What's the point of the rule book? Yeah. I, the rule book is there for a reason. The referees in this case had the correct call. They were a hundred percent correct. Yeah, 
yeah, they got it. So, so I, I don't even, honestly, I don't even know why Todd McClellan challenged that. Like, is it is it at that point? I just mean, it like, worked out for him. Yeah, it did, 100%. So, like, maybe he knows something that the rest of us don't or, or has figured out how the NHL calls goalie interference. Because it's, like you said, it's not by the rule book. Whatever hidden rule book they have, Todd McClellan's figured that out because yeah. he, he challenged one that I don't think anybody thought should have been a goal. Um, but I, I don't know. I think the only reason I can see this being allowed by Toronto is that Gary Bettman wants a California team to return to the playoffs. No, he That's hates the California only reason. Canada. I don't he, know. He mistaken but, California with Arizona. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea beyond that, though. So, um, Ali had some comments here. Um, if a goalie is hit when he's outside of the crease, it's fine to score on him after. Maybe that's the rule that they go by in their unofficial rule book. I don't know. Um, what Sorry. was the other uh, one? Uh, uh, we would have 100% won this game if the call wasn't reversed because we yeah. would have been on the power play. Yeah, and our power play was phenomenal. That yeah, game. it was going. Um, so. that, yeah, the, the one goal that we had was on the power play, Adam Henrique on the breakaway. Yeah, uh, we had some other power plays. Like, I don't think our power play was fantastic that game. but I mean, we only scored that, one goal, but yeah. But it looked good yeah. at least, but you had Jonathan Quick in the net there, so. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, even like if this game goes to overtime, right? Like I think I, I like our chances in overtime. Oh yeah, in that absolutely. Game. Yeah, Ducks 100%. were Ducks were one for four on the power play, so twenty five percent. Yeah, that's that's okay, but mm-hmm. um, it it could have been higher. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, was there any other comments you wanted to bring up here, or was that it? Uh, talk really quickly, I guess. The defense actually did a great job at shutting down the Kings in this game, which is why it was also so like lopsided. Um, and yeah, the forwards did great at their uh, their chances here. Um, mm-hmm. Because we all love it, I'll bring up the shot map here. And it actually looks very good for Anaheim this time. Yeah, I, I would bet um, that it does. Yeah, where are we here? And again, be sure to watch us on uh, YouTube or Twitch so you can see what we're all looking at here. Yeah. Also, hello to Lauren. See uh, that you hey, have joined. Um, we we bashed Dallas Eakins earlier, so um, after, <laughs> after this, go this watch live again. stream's done, go back about 15 minutes from now, and that's our yeah. Dallas Eakins bashing. Yeah, so you can see that LA here on this shot map like, really had to spread out their shot. There's not really a whole lot like directly in the slot there right out front, which is mm-hmm. lovely to see because we have seen so much of that over like the last few weeks. It's been brutal. This time it's flipped though, actually. It's the Ducks getting a bunch of chances right on top of the crease there. So, yeah, which is awesome to see. But yeah, again, so this just I, speaks like, more yeah. to Jonathan Quick's performance. Yeah, exactly. So I, I take a look at this and I go... The defense did their job, right? They didn't have like the, the crazy high-scoring chances. Mm-hmm. And the Ducks forwards did a great job at creating opportunities for themselves. So, yeah. No, it was awesome to see. Yeah. So, it, it was it was a great game overall. It, it sucks that we lost, but at this point as well, it's like, yeah, okay. And like as, as much as it's the LA Kings, I would rather them get into the playoffs... The Vegas Golden Knights. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which, by the way, did you see what Vegas tweeted uh, before last night's game? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I got to find this here because it, oh man, y- you want to talk about like getting just roasted. Uh, oh, where did it go here? I, I got to find this. Oh, okay. they're, they're playing right now. So they're like live tweeting the game. That's gotcha. why it's like, okay. so many to, tweets here. To give you some time to find it, let's uh, take our break now and then you can spend the next minute and 13 seconds trying to find it. So we'll throw it over I to found our it, friends at DraftKings. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, we've already committed to the break, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Be sure to use promo code THPN when you sign up with DraftKings. And yeah, here is some more words from them. Well, from Nate, about them. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie. Rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Man, speaking of bets, the Seattle Kraken are really going to screw this up for me tonight, aren't they? Currently beating the Colorado (laughs) Avalanche 3-1 in the second period. No! (laughs) (laughs) That's not what you want to see. I got got a potential payout here of 19 bucks if the Kraken don't win this game. (laughs) Everything else is looking good so far. (laughs) Come on! (laughs) Be sure to gamble uh... responsibly, everyone. (laughs) I, uh, I have Kemper playing tonight in my fantasy league where I'm going for, or I guess our fantasy league, sorry, where I'm going for the division title, second, or league title, <laughs> the second year in a row. <laughs> um, so for, Kemper for which losing to Seattle. Are, should, for they, like not the, the THPN one, our, our, the uh, carry price our home league. Yeah. Man, I was so, pissed that I lost to you. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a cl- that was a back and forth one for sure. And then uh, I lost the THPN one as well. I went eighteen four and one this season. And I lost like yeah, on the on the tough. Sunday. I lost on the Sunday. I'm like, no. Yeah, you had it all week too, and well, all yeah. season you were like, oh, I was like so way ahead of everybody miffed. else. So <laughs> yeah, so missed. Yeah, that sucks. But uh, okay, so do you have this tweet? The, yeah, from the Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, Anaheim Ducks. If you beat the LA, if you beat the LA Kings tonight, we'll ask Trangelo to give the breakaway challenge to Zegras. <laughs> and oh that's man, awesome. <laughs> that, that's perfect. Now speaking of claps, the clap back from the Kings. It's almost <laughs> like you're admitting something. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man, I love oh, hockey. Man. Like. I, I yeah. love the Twitter accounts of the official hockey teams. I was going to say oh, yeah. I love hockey it's, Twitter, it's so but I actually good. don't. But I love, uh, I love the official. <laughs> I love accounts. hockey Twitter. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like somebody puts here, this is like a bank robber negotiating with the bank he just robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Allie says that uh, she loves the tweet from the Kings that shows a picture of Quick making his one of 53,237 saves to inadvertently <laughs> roast their defense. <laughs> Oh, and uh, back man. to our playoff conversation here. Lauren um, says that she uh, would rather uh, spoil the Kings' playoff hopes. Um, mm-hmm. And we have another chance at that in L.A. Um, so, See, I think Vegas fans just need a healthy dose of um, this is what happens when you don't make the playoffs. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, yeah, yes, I, they, I, been, they just need they, to be taken down a few notches. Yeah. You know? Like, don't, like, Yes. They've had injury troubles. What team hasn't this season, though, or any season, right? You yeah. go on this relentless pursuit of the Stanley Cup, and you've kind of butchered it yourself. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> yeah, they need to get taken down a peg or two. So, Yeah, although if they get knocked out or if they don't make the playoffs – what are the odds that they win the draft lottery? And I'm, I don't mean the official odds. I mean the rigged odds. Dude, if that happens, 100%. That just proves that the draft is rigged. 100%. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Right now, let me, let the, me see on, yeah. right now, Vegas has a one. They're, they're currently sitting at that 16th spot in the draft lottery. The lowest possible odds of 1%. <laughs> and it's Buffaloes, which is perfect, too. Oh, yeah, so who cares if oh Vegas wins God, because they great. didn't even get their pick. Yeah, you know what? That, that doesn't even matter. Oh, that's incredible. I love it. <laughs> Could you imagine they trade for Eichel to go all in on the playoffs and they don't even miss out or they don't even make it, they miss out and they don't even oh, have their first round pick. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Which, speaking of which, there was an infographic going around here. I'm pulling it up here. Uh, which I'm sure you'll love this. Just in general. Uh, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure if that's your sarcastic you'll love this or if like I will actually love this. Oh, it's a mix of both. Okay. From the 2015 NHL draft class. uh, I forget who this was. I believe it's TNT, judging from like the graphic look. Um, These are the players from that draft with the most playoff games played. Okay. Anthony Sorelli is sitting with uh, 69 games played in the playoffs. Nice. Uh, he was picked number 72. Jake DeBrusque has played 59. He was picked number 14. Eric Cernak has played 50. He's, uh, he was the 43rd pick. Matthew Barzal has played 49. He was the 16th overall pick. Anthony Bolivier even has played 49 games. He was the 28th pick overall. Connor McDavid has played 21 as the first overall pick, Jack Eichel has played none as the second overall pick. And it might continue this year as well if Vegas doesn't make it. Yeah. At what point is it Jack Eichel's fault, you know? Like, I know at he's barely played it, for the Vegas Golden Knights, yeah. but at what point... I, I know we're you, talking more about that? Eichel here, but, like, also, at what point is maybe Connor McDavid as well? <laughs> I'm I only not even going to respond to that, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> I know what, what you're trying to do. You're just throwing it out there. Yeah, Ali saying Jack Eichel is cursed. Yeah, what if Eichel has like this uh, don't even make the playoffs curse and like Taylor Hall has the uh, draft lottery? I don't know if it's a curse or a blessing. I mean, 
blessing in the short term, curse in the long term, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It may, may I mean, but they were both on the same that, team at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Look what happened. Yeah. I don't know. That just, that just proves the existence of hockey gods, in my opinion. Although had a top three pick this year, Taylor Hall, from Taylor Hall, and they also didn't make the playoffs because of Jack Eichel. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Yeah. See, we figured it out. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, Buffalo figured it out, actually. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about the draft here, I, I know that you had your your thing in here, but it's it's too perfect. We got to keep the draft conversation going. Oh yeah, uh, that's fine. The the Ducks have no, not the Ducks. If we, if we the don't NHL. get if we don't get to my thing, it, it's fine. We can even just talk off air about it. It was just a, okay. Just it was just a conversation piece, but but we're oh, okay. we're we're good. Yeah, we'll we'll see how we're doing for time. So, um, yeah, the the NHL has announced today the date for the draft lottery, which will be May tenth. Uh, it's a Tuesday, which means. We'll get to talk about it on our next Wednesday live stream, or maybe we'll move our live stream to Tuesday. We'll figure that out. But um, yeah, in just a few weeks, we're going to know where the Ducks are drafting. Yeah. Uh, officially. Then we can speculate right? all about who they're going to take and what spot and everything like that. Yeah. yeah great it, and that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that was a lot of fun last year too, especially because we, um, we had like a really high pick. So there was yeah. a lot of memorable or known names i guess um but yeah if we take a look here at tankathon the ducks currently sit in with the 11th best odds to win the draft lottery uh right here at 3.1 percent the just so based off of the standings there's, <laughs> there's oh there's a chance for sure the just based off of the standings like if the ducks win all of their next games and the teams um above them lose they could finish with as low as the 14th best odds at 1.8%. Or if we lost all of our games and everybody that could passed us, we could end up in seventh, which would give us a 6.7% chance. So the only game we want to win is going to be the hardest one, I think, in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Ryan Getzla's last one. You don't want to send that guy off with his tail between his legs. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if St. Louis was was doing things right, they would start Jordan Bennington because he sucks. They would, <laughs> you, you know, put out their fourth line to take the draw, and the fourth line would match up against Zegris, so like he could have a chance as well. Uh, they would take lots of penalties because they've already clinched. They've already got. I think they've already clinched home ice advantage, have they not? Like uh, they, St. Louis. Just, yeah, or is uh, St. Louis Minnesota will close be, enough? Uh, Oh, Minnesota has a game oh, no, in sorry. hand, but they have the same oh, point. No, they are a lot closer than I thought. Okay. So those Never who mind. are duking it out right now for home ice advantage. Yeah. Okay. So maybe they That's don't do be that. That's going such a but... fun series, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. That Minnesota St. Louis? Ooh. Yeah. That's a heavyweight. Like, just literally big-bodied dudes. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a fun series. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, once the matchups are officially set, we're going to have to do a a playoff bracket and break down the matchups we're most excited for. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to lose over half of them in the first round. <laughs> that, that's always how it works. Because that's how it always works for me. Yeah. I'll be like, logic, this is what should happen. And then the, and I like just hockey goes, no. <laughs> yeah. What do you say we sim the lottery right now? Just for fun. Just sure. All right, Tankathon, who is it? So Ducks moved down a spot to 12th. Arizona keeps their first pick. Buffalo moves up to the second spot, and Columbus moves up to the third. 
All right, you heard it here first. This is how it's going to go. Shane Wright, welcome to the to Arizona State University. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, there was a thing going around today as well. I, I didn't upload it, so I can't just show it off. But it was showing the... Um, I, I believe this is... The, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way this is anyone but Arizona. The season ticket map for next season... Oh yeah, at the at ASU's building, but for the Coyotes, if you want glass seats for this season, like at the glass, uh, that's still gonna run you fourteen point three grand for the season, oh, about three hundred and fifty t- dollars per ticket. Yeah, like when you put it in a college those, arena. In, yeah, like, I don't care it if it's the Arizona games. Coyotes. It's like that. That is a high school team, my dude. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, I don't know. It's it's more than I thought, but it's still like reasonable, you know. Fourteen grand for a high school team, basically. That's reasonable to you. Wait, sorry. Is this for ASU or is this for the Coyotes? This is for the Coyotes playing at ASU. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this I, is for I next mean, season. <laughs> like they are still an NHL team. Are they though? And it's you're Are getting glass really? seats. <laughs> you're like you're at your your first row all season long. You get to see Connor McDavid four times a year. You get to see Trevor Zegers four times a year at ice level. You get to see. So you're you're paying to watch everybody else but the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, exactly. That's a steal <laughs> of a deal. <laughs> the chippies the the cheapest ticket. What was I trying to say there? The cheapest <laughs> ticket is called uh, the Den. It's called, and it looks like it would be, um, like the one side you see the coyotes end. Oh yeah. Um, I think anyway, yeah. And it's about eighty nine U.S. dollars per ticket for the full season, just under three grand, or just under four grand. Sorry, three point six grand. Yeah. Dang, you want to move to Arizona? I I love the idea though that they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to like. We'll go to ASU for a couple of years. We have a building and everything like that, right? It'll be a it's a it's a new facility uh, that was supposed to be just for ASU, and then they had to change things to accommodate the, the Coyotes here. Um, and we really want to tailor actually to you know we we want to build up the interest and whatnot. And what better place to do it than a university campus, dude? What university student is gonna? It's like ready to shell out like almost five grand for season tickets or like almost a hundred bucks just for like that. And that's like, yeah, that's almost a hundred bucks per game. When you buy season tickets, those things are going to be more expensive for single games. Yeah. Ali brings up, a I get that they have here. to make money and everything like that, but like, geez, <laughs> but ASU students probably would get a discount or might get a discount. Share that coupon around. Do not buy season tickets whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> just help everybody else and share that coupon around. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I wonder if like they would offer discounts to university students for like season ticket packages. Cause then you could just like get four university students or like even eight. See, you know, that's too smart 10, for an NHL whatever. club, especially one like the Arizona Coyotes. No, honestly, I think it's stupid. <laughs> but like, if you think about like from a, like if we had that opportunity, would you not have taken that if, like, we could split it with, like, I don't know, a few of the guys on our floor in first? Oh, year absolutely. To go see an NHL team for, like, 14 oh, grand? Hell yeah. 
Like, even with 14 guys, like, I'm sure I could spare $1,000 in my first year of university from student loans to get, <laughs> I, don't, I guess, a 14th of the games. What would that be? 80? No, you play 41 games. games? Yeah, 14. 41 games of home. Oh, that's only like three <laughs> games. Never mind. That's not a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you meant like just you and I split, let's say. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's better. It's better. To oh, do. yeah. Well, yeah, that, I guess that was for the, the glass seats, right? You said it was 89 per game uh, for, uh, oh. for, the, for the den. Yeah, the cheapest tickets were 89 per game. And that's for the full season. If you only do a half season, that goes up to $110 per ticket. Okay, but at eighty nine dollars per ticket, that's three point six grand for the whole season. You split that with a few people. That's that's a pretty sweet deal. Now, mind you, it looks like that's maybe only about four rolls, four rows of two sections. Yeah, which is fine. But. Yeah, it's not going to be many seats because this arena, like after the NHL modifications are done to it, or that is going to be a. About three, three point two thousand. Oh, that's people. it. That's it. Yeah, they, oh, they were, I thought they were they saying were, five. That's before the NHL accommodations. That's what the arena, or that's what yeah, that's what the arena was oh. supposed to hold for when it was just ASU. Oh dang! <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, you're no, this isn't gonna like this isn't gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's bad. really gonna be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Or just like how this looks, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the building's going to look full. Don't get me wrong, but like. Yeah. True. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about your OT idea? Here, no, or do we'll, you just wanna no, we'll, we'll, we'll just talk for another time? about it. Yeah. There, okay. There's other Sounds stuff good. that we can that we can talk about here. We got upcoming games coming up. Uh, I don't want to push these Instagram questions because uh, we were supposed we, to do we last, last Wednesday. Yeah. And then <laughs> I forgot that we weren't doing a Sunday episode. So, yeah, that, that got pushed a week, so. Yeah. Okay. But. Well, yeah, let's talk upcoming games then. Saturday against LA. Um, last meeting season there. Look to... Nothing else to add. I'm seeing a comment here on the side that I actually, I just, I want to compare something here. But continue, continue. Okay. I'll, I'll bring sure. it up once I figure it out. Sounds good. Uh, Sunday, we play on the second half of back-to-back against St. Louis. That game will be at home, uh, 5.30 Pacific time. This will be the um, last game, the very last game, not even just the last home game, the very last game for Ryan Getzlaff. It's also going to be fan appreciation night, Getzlaff appreciation night, the last game, yep. home game of the season for the Ducks. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a big one. Um, let us know if you're going. That would be awesome to, uh, you know, get lots of pictures from there. So it's the, the next episode is going to be really weird because it'll be I, I, like well I, I would like to record after that game mm-hmm. that's going to be actually the first episode that we do that Ryan Gasov is not not even just an Anaheim duck not an NHL player anymore that's gonna be weird yeah just weird it's gonna be weird <laughs> Ali says she's going to the game, so we have to look for her gets laugh nice. head in the crowd. Sounds good. We will. Awesome. Uh, it's going to be hard to miss, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, what, that game's at there was, 5.30 yeah. Pacific time as well, just for anybody wanting to tune into that. Um, I'm assuming it'll just be on Bally 
I don't know. I don't. I don't imagine it would be a nationally broadcast game, but maybe. Uh, if... Let me double check here because the NHL does have that actually normally. Yeah. Well, that's on Sunday. That game will be. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming, be... yeah, that'll that'll be Bali, but uh, that one's actually getting broadcasted in Canada on Sportsnet West Pacific yeah. and 360. So... So usually when they do that, it's um, it is a nationally broadcast game in the states. So potentially it's just going to be out there on like TNT or ESPN or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just kind of realized actually none of these are like it's all Sportsnet, TSN, um, or TVA, uh, TVAS. So yeah, it's it's just showing me Canadian broadcasting, I guess, but. Um, Sorry, the comment I was trying to figure out stuff was uh, Ali had made a joke of like, just go watch the Tucson Roadrunners for way cheaper. I was trying to figure out actually what their season uh, ticket packages were, but you have to email them and say, hey, are you interested? And then you get a price. Oh, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, we don't care that much. (laughs) But okay, here, let's just just see what the price of a ticket is. Um, Yeah, sure. Oh, here you go. The the Tucson Roadrunners, yeah, their last two home games of the season are uh, against our San Diego Gulls. Um, which we will do a goals update here in just a moment as well. So yeah, let's go for Thursday night. Actually, no, let's go. Let's go Friday night's game because Fridays are normally a little bit more. Mm. Let's take a look here. Using some, this is with Ticketmaster as well. So this, these will be official tickets. Uh, and let's try. Let's go with like one of those glass seats as well. We'll go behind oh, yeah. the players. Yeah, bench. just for comparison. We'll yeah. go right behind. Sixty-six Canadian plus fees. So what's that? It's significantly cheaper than the Coyotes. That's for sure. Yeah, but like in a bigger building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So fifty-two bucks. Um. Yeah, fifty-two bucks plus ta- uh, plus fees and whatever. And then, how far is so Arizona State University is in Tempe? Okay, so we're gonna go Tempe to Tucson. An hour and a half far uh, away. Okay, so it's not like if you lived in. Yeah, Arizona. like in Tempe, you could just get season yeah. tickets. But if so you, you want could to have a single game, yeah, so you could have the cheapest tickets, for the Arizona Coyotes, or you can get glass seats for the Tucson Roadrunners for like forty bucks cheaper per ticket. You yeah. got to drive a little bit, depending on where you are in like Arizona. Yeah, but. I don't know. It, that that whole situation is going to be so interesting to watch unfold. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's gonna, it's going to be fun. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe we do need to make an Arizona trip. Honestly, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap and we'll just, I don't know. We'll we'll be around a bunch of other snowbirds. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's insanely cheap to fly down there too. So, yeah. Oh. So yeah. Um, well, yeah, you wanted to give us a goals update here. Um. Actually, let's take a quick break, and then we'll, okay. uh, on the other side, we'll do the Gulls update. Sounds good. 
I'm Corey Francia. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. What did I just listen to? Oh, f- this game. This game is this game is just bullshit now. Oh my gosh. I actually they actually made me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty what? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh, God. Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. That was too good. I didn't realize we had the like, sporty thing as we were talking about Arizona leading up to it. Oh, my God. That was too good. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that either. Uh, it, it just happened to be the, the order of the rotation. It's perfect. Oh my god, <laughs> that's too perfect! All right, yeah, Ali. No, we didn't specifically <laughs> no, we choose that one. It was literally just next on the list. <laughs> yeah, next in the rotation. Oh man! All right, your San Diego Eagles have clinched a playoff spot officially. They have secured that final spot. Sorry to cut in you the off. Pacific Division. That's no, all good. With uh, Tucson and San Jose, unfortunately for them, not making the playoffs where the Pacific Division gets the most teams able to go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the Gulls have a few games left this season. Uh, They're currently playing the Abbotsford Canucks uh, right now. And on Saturday, they'll play the Tucson Roadrunners. Uh, Next Tuesday, they play the Stockton Heat. And they're trying to clinch... uh, first in the division right now and then next thursday friday back-to-backs uh against tucson and that'll be the end of the regular season for uh san diego so looks nice. like at the moment if i'm remembering exactly how the ahl playoff format goes um i believe it'll be san diego versus the ontario rain for the first round yikes <laughs> the ontario rain currently uh with oh how many does oh doesn't have games played here for some reason uh they currently have a record of 40 15 and 9 on the season with 89 points uh compared to us who are 27 31 and 5 with 59 so so it could be an interesting series but potential for an upset we'll yeah. uh, we'll definitely follow that series pretty close come playoff yeah. time here since we won't have ducks games to talk about yeah, exactly. So we'll be able to comment on like, you know, specific play or anything like that. We don't have AHL TV or anything. And I don't think there's another way to watch the games. But if somebody knows, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so goals in the playoffs looking good. So um, yeah, your top five point players right now. Uh, Lucas Elevens is leading the team with 39 points. Nicholas Brulier with 38, Alex Limoge with 37, Hunter Drew with 37, and Jacob Perot with 36. So, yeah. And then your goalie stats, which I mean, I'm assuming are pretty similar to last time. Yep. Uh, Lucas Dahlstall leading with 36 games played, a 17, 13, and 2 record, a 2.6 goals against, and a 917 save percentage, along with two shutouts, Oli Erickson Eck. Has 25 games played, a 7-14 and two record, uh, 3.3 goals against an 8.85 save percentage, and one shutout, and that's bad. So, cool. Yeah. Um, Ali says that they show it on Fox Five San Diego. Uh, you're right; we definitely don't get that. But if there's anybody <laughs> wanting to catch Gulls games and just doesn't know how and is around the San Diego area, um, yeah. I'm sure you can 
find that. There's well, got to so. be a feed of that somewhere. There I'll, to I'll have to yeah. find it. Yeah. Sometimes they stream the games on YouTube, but I, I think it's just like a like like Free a game of the week game. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe we'll be able to catch one that way, but I don't know. Well, that, well, it's got to be out there somewhere. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll look into it. Yeah, absolutely. Might even have to get our eye patches and our peg legs out to try and find <laughs> it, but we'll so but we'll, we'll, we'll try it. and find a way. We'll find. <laughs> We'll find it. <laughs> yeah. But um, okay, we uh, I guess that takes us to what's quacking here, where we've got some Instagram questions. Yeah. <laughs> so these questions came from uh, Cody Spink. I-, I hope I'm saying that correctly on uh, Instagram. Here, he had a couple questions here. Um, the one I, I maybe should have brought it up beforehand uh, for a little bit more research on your end. I can still kind of answer it because I, I was able to take a look. The first question is, who's the more promising goalie prospect? Uh, Kelly Klang or Gage Alexander? Uh, Kelly Klang is the goaltender that we acquired, I believe, in the Pittsburgh trade for Raquel, if I'm remembering yes. that correctly. Yeah. Uh, and Gage Alexander is playing for the Winnipeg Ice of the WHL. And uh, we've, we, I know we've talked about him before. He was a recent draft pick bit, for us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. From the little bit you know, who are you thinking? I honestly couldn't even tell no? you. Like, okay, that, that, that's I, I fine. So I, I thought I'd throw it your them, way. So, but, yeah. Okay. Um, from what I've kind of looked into and whatnot, I, I want to go with Clang just a little bit more because not not to say that. Alexander isn't going to be a great, like a, a, a good goaltender or anything like that, right? He could still definitely just blow up. Aren't but, the Winnipeg Ice like top of the league in the WHL I this year? I have no idea what like, <laughs> like, what's going on with the WHL this year, except for like the Edmonton Oil Kings are rocking it pretty much. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the thing for me, though, is that Alexander is playing in the WHL, which is a junior league, 17 to 21 year olds or 20 year olds. Mm hmm. Whereas Kelly Klang is currently playing in the SHL, which is the top Swedish league. Uh, the, the guy's been playing with grown adults now for, I believe, two yeah. seasons. And he, like last, yeah. I, last I checked, I'll double check it right now. Um, but he has like, I think it was like a 917 or something like that currently right now. Um, and again, that's with grown men um, at 19 years old. That's Pretty damn impressive. Uh, elite prospects here has a nine fifteen currently for him with a ten five and no record, and they have played in the playoffs uh, in three games. He's got a nine twelve save percentage. Okay, so yeah, um, nice. Yeah, th- that's kind of the thing for me. Is like it's it's North America. It's it's North American hockey versus European hockey, but it's also playing against grown men. And playing against kids still, so um, I feel like we honestly need to see like both of them for like ECHL or AHL action to maybe have a better idea. But if I had to mm-hmm. just look at like the bit I know of each goaltender, I got to go with Clang a little bit more just because he kind of has the leg up already. Uh, obviously, goaltenders yeah. and centermen are very differently or are very differently. But I just think of um. Kind of think of like Austin Matthews, right? Where he took that one year to go play overseas to play with men, right? And mm-hmm. just how that impacted his first season in the NHL, right? Just how 
much ahead it felt like he was actually just because of that one season playing with grown-ups yeah so yeah it definitely helps so um you're right though like with goaltenders it's it's different to compare them because like the way you have to play goal in on like international or european ice is different than american ice so like yeah in terms of like if you were to bring both of them and get them to play a game in the nhl with the ducks like right now to end the season Klang probably wouldn't do as well. Not to say that he's not the better goalie, but he has less experience on European ice. Or sorry, yeah. on American ice. So like, yeah, it's just hard to compare them. But um, yeah, I I did look up the WHL standings. The Winnipeg Ice are actually first in... Um, actually, the season's done. The WHL season's done. So they, the Winnipeg Ice finished first in the WHL with 111 points, 53-10-3-2 record. Uh, and they finished... Yeah, seven points ahead of the Oil Kings, who finished in second in the league. So, um, nice. so yeah, Winnipeg guys doing quite well. Obviously, Gage Alexander, important part of that. Um, oh, he's from Alberta. I I honestly didn't know that. From Okotoks. Oh, Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I forgot about that too for a moment. Yeah, um, <coughs> but. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So doing quite well. We'll uh, maybe follow the Winnipeg guys a little bit for the playoffs just to see how mm-hmm. Alexander's doing then too. Uh, okay, so we got one more question here. There's one question I want to get to in the chats and then okay. I think we'll wrap up here. Uh, okay. So this question also from uh, uh, from Cody here. Do you guys think the Ducks will finally ditch their current home and away jerseys and make the third their home with while making a white version of it for their away jerseys god i hope so but i (laughs) i don't think so i want it everybody literally wants it was the question will they do it or should they do it do you guys think that they will finally ditch it? oh will they no should they yes yes 100 percent. (laughs) yes i I mean i've talked about this multiple times like i can uh, you can easily send me down a rant rabbit hole about this, but like, the, I don't even have to. You know what? The game against St. Louis Blues, take a look at the crowd. All right. That's at Honda Center that night. Or if you're in Ali's case, take a look just around you, right? And see just how much more Mighty Ducks merchandise. Whether it's the orange alternate jerseys, whether it's the like OG jerseys, whether it's the 25th anniversary stuff, right? How much more of that branding there is compared to the web duck foot? It yeah, outnumbers it's, it's it night and day. Greatly. It's insane. Yeah, it's absolutely. so insane, and it's really it. It's almost a. I remember what two or yeah last season when. The NHL unveiled the reverse retro lines, right, for every team. Yeah. A lot of Islander fans were disappointed, actually, that the uh, the Fisherman jersey wasn't the reverse retro. Mm-hmm. The following day, the Islanders put out, hey, we partnered with Herschel, like backpacks and hats and whatnot, and it's all Fisherman branded. And that just pissed off Islanders fans. Yeah. This is consistent, however... For Ducks fans, because the team store is loaded with Mighty Ducks stuff. And yes, to an extent, it is part of their brand. It's right. It's it's the look mm-hmm. of one of their jerseys. 
but it is loaded with like old school Mighty Ducks stuff, right? Like you can still find a bunch of the eggplant and Jade. And it yeah. just feels like a bit of a spit in the face and like for, for fans from the Samuelis. Mm-hmm. Because you know that's the only reason they haven't gone back like in the last couple of years is because, oh, hey, we changed the colors and we won a Stanley Cup that first year. It's like, yeah. And you were also only one year removed from doing it in Mighty Ducks colors. You almost did it in Mighty Ducks colors. Right. Do you think if they so. didn't do it that year and the team won in that style, do you think they keep that branding? If if they won in the Mighty Ducks style? Yeah. Like in 2003? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Or I, oh, Actually, no, maybe not. I don't think they would have kept it. They would have no, no, come no. So, back no. to it a lot. Quicker. No, sorry, not in 2003, in 07. If they, well, I guess in 03, but also like if they hadn't changed it before the 07 season, if they were, were like, say, planning oh, to do it for I the see. next one. Yeah. Mm, so either I way. Feel like it, it, I feel like it still would have changed, but you would have had. But do you think they would have went the, back sooner? I think so. Because so many people have asked for it, right? Mm-hmm. And like, don't get me, like fans are, for the most part, listen to, right? And a great example of that, actually, and I'm, again, not trying to be biased, I just I just have a lot of insight here, is the Calgary Flames. They really listened to their fans knowing that they wanted the the retro look to come back, right? Like the original of like the, the 80s and early 90s. So they brought it back to the third jersey for quite a while and saw that there was a lot of fan interest in it, right? They liked that and whatnot. So then they experimented with the Heritage Classic jersey. Like it, it, there was a path laid out of this is how we're going to get to the retro branding becoming the full time thing again. So there's the Heritage Classic. Okay, now we have the white, like the away version, right? And they kept it like just kind of for the rest of that season. They did try actually to have um, because that season they were still wearing like the blacks, like they were still like the black in their uniforms. Going into the playoffs that year for. Uh, 2019. Um, yeah, I believe that it was that year. Yeah, uh, it it sounded like they did apply for having both of those, like the retro jerseys, being the home and aways for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But it, the NHL said no. They did try though, right? But there was they they listened to their fans, and that's the path that they took. And as well as w- with their reverse retro, there was a there's a lot of people wanting the the horse hedger, the blasty to come back. Right. And that's mm-hmm. where they went with the reverse retro. There are teams that do listen to their fans and, uh, and okay, I'll, th- I'll throw it your way as well. It sounds like the Edmonton Oilers are potentially, or it sounds like they are going back to the Royal look. Now, as just somebody who enjoys jerseys, that's a beautiful Jersey. They shouldn't have strayed away from that in the first place. However, if you want to stay with the current Oilers branding, all you have to do is get rid of that orange one because that one just really has never worked for me. You just, do the flip of it, right? Have the Navy base to it, but still with those orange accents and whatnot. Bakersfield is currently doing it in the AHL right now, and it looks great. That's all you have to do. But again, that's a team that's listening to their fan base, right? Because like, well, I mean, we went to uh, the game in Edmonton there. Um, when was that? November, right? Yes. Um, against uh, against the Rangers there. Primarily walking around, you saw the the blue alternate Jersey actually of like the three current ones that Edmonton has. That's the one that you saw the most, right? You didn't see as many people wearing the orange ones anymore. You go to an Anaheim game. It's majority of the orange Jersey, just anything mighty ducks branded. Right? So that makes sense that that's where you should go. Right? So, cause mm-hmm. like in the end, yes, the Anaheim ducks is a business, 
right? So why would you not put something forward that you know is going to sell, right? So I don't know. It's, it's always been confusing to me. I really hope that they do. I, but it from what I've been told, at least, as long as the Samuelis are the owners of the Anaheim Ducks, they will not be going to that full time. So is yeah. is what I've been told. So yeah, it makes sense. Because I've so. I've tried so, and I'm and I'm still yeah. even trying to figure out like what they're doing for the reverse retro. They've been super quiet about it. So, mm-hmm. which is kind of yeah. impressive to be honest with you, because there's so many teams that have been spilled, but I've seen nothing for Anaheim. Yeah, it's probably because they haven't started working on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, you okay. said you had another question you wanted to get to here. Yeah, there's one more question here from Lauren. I think it's a good way to wrap it up, uh, considering going into like what we're about to go into here uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren asked Nate and Carter, "What was your favorite?" Brian Getzlaff moment. And she included her own here in a separate comment. Uh, for me, my favorite Getzlaff moment, oh, excuse me, was his goal that started the game five comeback from a three, nothing deficit against the Oilers uh, in what is known as the comeback on Catella. I, I really hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite Getzlaff moment or anything like that? Uh, well, it's definitely not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I saw what I saw. Allie had said, um, something to that as well. Um, in terms of like, don't know about a favorite moment, but all the work he's done just for the ducks, like both on and off the yeah. ice, I think that's super important. And that's definitely one of like the big things that, um, I respected him for before kind of becoming a ducks fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the other thing and, and I, it's not really a specific moment but i guess more just like how i remember him is i uh, we're talking about him like he like he died but like, <laughs> like he's just retiring yeah. and he's only like 30 some years old right so <laughs> like but like 36 or something yeah 30 yeah years, i forget or 35 but, but between 30, 35 yeah 35 yeah 35 36 whatever still relatively <laughs> young but yeah just i i just remember like having so much respect for him as a member of Team Canada and just how big he was yeah. for those teams. Like, he was never, like, the top-line guy, but he was so important to, like, the depth of that team. Yeah, when like, Ryan gets off as a depth player. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Team Canada, obviously. But, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just always remember him. And, like, I was never, like, a super big Getzlaff fan growing up because, well, it's not even that. It's just that, like, I didn't really care because the Ducks were so far away. So I followed like yeah. all the Canadian teams as a kid, even before I had a favorite team. But like when Getzlaff was on team Canada, he was without a doubt, one of my favorite players. So again, it's not really a specific moment, but um, a few specific moments, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was leaning towards that as well. So, but I have, but I have other ones as well. Oh yeah. These aren't, now these ones aren't on ice ones. I really enjoyed the behind the scenes stuff with Ryan Getzlaff and the ducks have been mm-hmm. great with showing that stuff over the last week on their socials. It's been yeah. fantastic. Like just kind of like re-seeing some of it and whatnot. Uh, like they shared one commercial as well. That's like uh, a bunch of people in a, in a, in a shooting range. Right. So it's panning down the line, right? Everybody's got their handguns out. They're shooting and whatnot. Ryan Getzlaff is just clapping bombs at the target instead. And it like puts a smiley face into it. Like obviously not actually, but, yeah, like just kind of that joke of like, oh yeah, he's working on his accuracy, and it was funny. I showed it to my girlfriend, and I was like, 
everybody's always said he should he should shoot more. Here, here's your proof. But um, but even just like there was like there was another one as well that was um uh it was him, Tamu Solani, and Corey Perry in the locker room. And it was after Perry had scored 50 goals. I forget what season it was. Um, but it's like just him with his teammates, his friends, right? Like he's he's untying Corey Perry's skates because they had a deal that if one of them scored 50 goals right the other would untie his like would do his skates up and stuff like that that's and, awesome and he's joking <laughs> to, like to Tamu Solani of like yeah he, like in the last four years you've told me re- you've retired I got four sticks with farewell messages I'm not asking for one this year and stuff like that <laughs> it just jokes or whatever and then like the one that they posted yesterday was um uh JSG gear this was like after he retired uh was visiting on an April like on an April Fools or that and steals the keys to Perry's uh, Ferrari <laughs> and goes and parks it like at the complete other end of the lot in like that angle parking uh, of like covering the four stalls that you see that in like everyday life. And you're like, fuck yeah. that dude, like such a pretentious fuck kind of thing. Yeah. And he just like leaves the car there and then like gets us looking around for his car and then like finds it, but then talks to security of like what the hell happened kind of thing. And security's in on the joke Mm -hmm. and they show like the whole thing of Jaguar going in and taking his keys and taking it out for a drive and that. So, but like it's a, it's a behind the scenes stuff where like you saw Ryan gets character and, and really, I think that's the perfect way to like, I'll get sentimental here. That's the perfect way to sum up Brian Getzlaff. I think just as a player and as a person is character. This guy's a character dude. Um, I've never had a chance to meet him. Would love that someday, obviously, mm-hmm. but like just from everything I've seen, seems like such a genuine guy, right? Who just wanted the best for the people around him and gave his all to this franchise. So Absolutely. and I, and when I say yeah. all, I mean literally every single game, every single point of his NHL career is towards the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, and one last sad little fact for you, I guess, before we go. Once Ryan Getzlaff retires on Sunday evening, Corey Perry will be, I believe, the remaining 2007 Cup winner. As I got to double check that one, but I think that's correct. But he will be the last remaining Mighty Duck. Oh, dang. Yeah. So. That's crazy. We got to bring him back for, for that then. Yeah, I think so. Somehow. I think so. Yeah. Um, but, Lauren had a good comment here. Um, that uh, She really just wants the team to win uh, to be and beat the Kings for Ryan Getzlaff. Since like that was yeah. obviously a huge rivalry back then like yeah when both those teams were just going like that that would be a lot especially because like jonathan quick is still around as well so man yeah. i hope i hope that gets scores well, on john i was gonna quick. say get gets at the end of that game uh last night gave quick a like a, a stick tap on his pads of like yeah. like there, there's respect there oh so. absolutely yeah and and that's a, that's another thing i think of like with gets as well like like growing up being fan of like every other team but anaheim kind of deal right mm-hmm. um that, that was just you, you respected the guy, right? So yeah, he was he, just yeah, he, he was one of the few players that, that you yeah. you couldn't dislike. Exactly. I, no matter how hard you tried, right? It didn't matter that he was on the Ducks or that kind of thing, right? You're just like, yeah, I can't hate this guy. I, I can't not like him. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But so any any, yeah, I well, mean, he's not 
insanely close, but he is kind of close to us, right? Like Regina is only what a five hour drive from our hometown. Relatively kind of close. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So he's at least a, he's at least a prairie boy, the same as us. So yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll uh, run into him at a, a CFL game one time. Cause that would be kind of cool actually. Cause his brother yeah. did play for the rough riders. Did he not for yeah. Saskatchewan? Yeah. yeah, for a few or, years. Or does, I, so. I, I forget. Uh, no, not anymore. Um, not anymore. Okay. Yeah, he. I'm not sure if he retired or if he just like moved to another market or like plays yeah. in the NFL. I, I have no idea where um, his brother is, but yeah, I, I don't know. I could see them definitely like catching a rider game or something. So yeah, maybe we'll just need cool. to get rider season tickets in a hopes to meet gets laugh one day oh god that's even worse than getting like oilers tickets or something like that <laughs> well for you yeah. i don't want to go see the riders <laughs> oh but well yeah. yeah i think that's a that's a good place to end it here um yeah where uh where can they message where, yeah just where can they follow you dm you all that stuff i don't have a uh you, you can send me time. your favorite gets laugh uh, moments and I'll actually, yeah, actually, if you send me your favorite gets laugh moment, I will save them and read them off on the next episode. How about that? I think that'll be a that'll be a fun thing. Just celebrate the career of Ryan gets laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send those to me uh, either at the Quack Report uh, Twitter account, which I'll let Carter say what it is, uh, or you can send it to my personal at Tate Namas T A T E N H O M A S. Yeah, the uh, account Nate was talking about there at Quack Report Pod Twitter Instagram uh, as well on YouTube. Uh, be sure to follow the network at HockeyPodNet. My personal is at Carter underscore Pods, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thanks for listening, and let's go, guys.